Good morning and welcome to Antioch Community Church Brighton's virtual service. My name is John Lux and I have the privilege of serving here as the associate pastor. And we're in the second week of our series on the fatherly heart of God. Last week we talked about the words of God to Jesus in Mark 1 verse 9, where he says, uh, where he says in that, in that passage, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And that's the truth of God for you and for me today. That God looks at us as his children and says, I am pleased with you. And that's the nature of God's fatherly love over us. And today we're going to begin to explore a second dimension of God's fatherlyhood. The primary aspect of God's fatherhood is what we talked about last week. His approval, his enjoyment, his love for us. But the second aspect of God that we're going to look at is the fact that as a father, he has authority to shape our character in life. That he has authority over us that is good for us as a father. Now, as I often do um, for this series, I reached out to some different members of our church who have a, a gift in listening to God. And um, Michaela Savelle and uh, Renee Gonsalves worked with me on this series. And they had a sense um, that there was uh, something God wanted to speak to us about the names of God from the Old Testament. Now, I'm going to highlight two of these names, um, Jehovah Jireh, God our provider, and Jehovah Rapha, God our healer. And um, now, these are expressions of who God is. They're names that God gives himself, and, um, and they're expressions of his authority, right? Jehovah Jireh, God, it says, the, in the Bible, it says that God is, it rules over the cattle on a thousand hills and is describing his ability to provide for us, right? And so what does it mean for, for God to be Jehovah Jireh? Well, probably, probably it means, right, that God sits in an office far, far away and he takes out a pen and writes out a check and he mails it to you without ever really paying attention to the circumstance that he's providing for, right? Isn't that exactly how Jehovah Jireh, provider God, works? No. Straight up, no. That is not, that is not, stimulus checks are not the way that God provides for people. Yes, in, in a sense, the stimulus checks are provision from God, and I'm very thankful, but we serve Jehovah Jireh, the God who brought manna from heaven, the God who brought water from the rock, he provides in a personal way. And the needs he provides for, he is right in the midst of, personally there with us. So God isn't just a providing authority who is distant and far away. He's a providing authority who is right here, loving and caring for us as a father. Now, Jehovah Rapha, God our healer. What does this mean in the Old Testament sense? Well, it means that you get a five-minute telemedicine appointment. And during the appointment, God is obviously in a hurry, and he forgets your first name during the call. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Anybody else had that experience? 
God as Jehovah Rophah goes so far beyond that, doesn't he? We see Jesus in the New Testament walking among the sick and the blind and placing his hand on them and speaking gentle words to heal them because he had authority over sickness. God is a God with authority over sickness in the general sense and in your life. And the way he administers that healing power is this personal loving touch. And the point I'm trying to make is that God is not distant in his authority. He is present and near and loving like a father in his authority. I'm going to come up with one more uh, example of how we're dealing with authorities that feel distant or close, right? So um, every time I drive to Brighton, which ends up being a lot, uh, every time I drive to Brighton, I put myself underneath the authority of a group of people. Um, they're called the Boston Parking Commission, right? And so every time I come into Boston, I come underneath their authority. And if I park in the wrong place, I get a little orange love letter on my dashboard. And it lets me know that I parked in a resident space and I am not a resident. Thank you. <laughs> now, what is happening in that interaction? The parking authority is trying to shape my behavior. They're trying to teach me not to park in the resident space, right? They're just following uh, this moral law that they have called the traffic code and they're doing the right thing. And they exercise their authority over me. But their authority is not like the authority of God. Because even though their judgments are just, I can't walk into where they are and talk with them about it to make sure they understand my circumstance. And yet their authority is very real in our city, as it should be. All right, so if I may break with my metaphor here uh, about parking, uh, I want to turn to something a little bit more uh, applicable and down to earth in my life, which is parenthood, right? So I have a heavenly father, I have an earthly father, and I am a father, okay? I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old. And man, parenting, guys, <laughs> it is simultaneously the most wonderful thing and one of the most challenging things that can be in your life. And what is the number one thing for me and for Lila as we raise our children? What's the number one thing that we really want? the number one thing that we really want is that our children would know that we love them. That's the number one thing. That they would have an experience in our home of love, an unconditional love, that they would know we take pleasure in them. That's the number one. But beyond that number one, our number two, number two priority is that they would understand our authority in shaping their character. Now, our authority isn't the key part of that sentence. Shaping their character is the key part of that sentence. Because Lyle and I don't just want to create a, a loving environment in which our kids grow up and, and become destructive adults, or where they grow up and become uh, 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 hurtful or, or um, harmful people. Does that make sense? We want to create a loving environment and we insist on shaping the character of our children because we love them. 
We don't have to abandon our first priority when we begin disciplining our children to gain godly character. Now, I want to pause here for a minute, right? The number one, the number two priority balance out, right? They match up with the nature of God. God who is perfectly loving as a father and God who is in complete authority of everything in the universe, but who is also in authority as our father. Not a distant authority, but a near authority. And, and on earth, I just want to be super real. It's just, just such an awareness that many of us had relationships with our parents that were deeply broken. Many, many of us had one parent completely missing from the home or, or, or a relationship with one parent that was very difficult. And I don't want to be dismissive about how difficult it is to understand God's parenthood over us uh, in the midst of understanding just how parenthood affected our own lives. But I, I want to bring forth two ideas of brokenness that come from our approach to God as our Father. And the first is a kind of brokenness where we have an inability to receive God's loving affection in the same box with his authority. Right? There's this idea like, like God sits on a throne far above me in heaven and he rules over me. He's the judge and that's it. And that is accurate in a sense. God is high above. He is on a throne. He is the judge, but he is also your loving father. And there's a brokenness in our mentality about God if we can't receive his fatherly love in the same space as his total authority. Now, there's a second kind of brokenness I want to talk about. And it's the brokenness where we're, we're like, oh, I only want to snuggle with the loving God. I only want to curl up in, in, the, in the easy chair with God, my Father, and read a book. I only, I only am willing to deal with this aspect of God as a father. And God is not allowed to tell me what to do. God is not allowed to shape my character. I, I am not giving God room to be the, the Lord, to be the judge, to sit on the throne. And when we take that view, we end up getting so confused by the things that God does in our life. Because if I want to shape my little girl and my little boy, can you imagine that, that I, as an imperfect father, want to shape my children? Can you imagine the way that a perfect and loving God who has a plan and a future for you wants to shape your character? And so if we, don't, if we don't manage to get both of these aspects of God's divine nature as a father into one container in our spirit, then we're going to deal with one of these two kinds of brokenness. And the way that this brokenness plays out in my home uh, often happens when it's time for kids to clean their room. Can I get an amen from some of those parents out here? <laughs> cleanup time! Okay, here we go. Now, why is cleanup time a big deal? Uh, I asked my children, hey, please clean up your room. It's dinner time. And so they go and clean the room. And so there's, there's two ways that it plays out. One way is that my kids go and clean their room and they have a grumpy attitude. 
they're, they're taking the action I've asked them to take, but their inner attitude is fine. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a problem. Okay. Now, if, if, if what I really cared about was the cleanness of the room, I would not care. But as it turns out, I don't really care that much about clean rooms. The, the cleaning the room is really about training the character of my children. I want them to clean their room because I know that it shapes their heart in a way that needs shaping. And but other times, I say, please clean your room. My kids say this phrase back to me. They say, yes, daddy. And then they go clean their room. And that little phrase, Saying that phrase does not actually improve their performance in room cleaning. I've done a longitudinal study. It does not actually improve the performance of room cleaning. But I'll tell you what it does do. It says in some subtle way, yes, daddy, I agree. I agree with the process of you shaping my character. Yes, daddy. I'm willing to come under your authority and do the thing you asked me to do because I know that you are shaping me and that you love me and that we're going somewhere with this thing. Because your authority as a parent is not an ego trip. It's so obvious, isn't it? Your authority as a parent is for shaping your children. And God's authority as a parent is the same way. Now this week ahead, right, I want to break out a couple different ways that we can respond to this message here. The first one I want to break out, if you're a parent, you might be looking ahead at a week where you're going to spend another seven days locked in your house with you and your children. And today's the day you're going to, you need to cry out to God, Jesus, I need the fatherly love of my father in heaven. If I'm going to create a loving environment and shape my children, I need you to create a loving environment for me. I need you to shape me. If I'm going to have anything to give my children, God, I need you to do it in me. That's a place for us to cry out as parents. The second thing. Some of you guys need to return to the message from last week. You need to flip the page back again and say, God, I still don't get it. I don't think I understand. I don't think I believe that you say that I am your beloved child and that you are pleased with me. Today might be a time for you to go back and reckon again with his fatherly blessing over you. But some of you guys spent the whole week watching C-SPAN, CNN, Fox News, and you're watching rioters storm into the Capitol building. What is it? It's a symbol of of in-your-face-to-authority, isn't it? How do we respond on earth to arbitrary, faraway authorities? How do we respond to that? My example was the Boston Parking Commission, but guess what? The governor, the mayor, your city councilor, everyone has got things they're asking you to do. The traffic law, the tax law, all of it applies to your life. And every time we're confronted with an impersonal earthly authority, we have an opportunity to be reminded that, that to say, yes, daddy, yes, daddy. 
It shapes my character, God. When I have to obey a COVID regulation that I don't want to obey, that I don't see the logic of, it's an opportunity to say, yes, Daddy, I'm going to agree with the process of you shaping my character. I can't go and do the thing that I want to. I can't go and see the person that I care about. Yes, Daddy, you're shaping my character. I'm going to let you do it. And in every dimension of life, when we say that in our, in our spirit, it shapes our character. Now, in the practical, where there's arbitrary authorities, that is happening. But guess where else it's happening? It's happening in an ongoing dialogue with God. Because you're not a four-year-old or a six-year-old. God can actually tell you the thing he is working on in your character. You want to make a New Year's resolution for 2021? Figure out the thing that God has been trying to work on in your heart as he raises you as his child. Can you come into agreement and say, yes, Daddy, to the change that God is working in your heart today? You can ask him about it. I'll bet he'd love to talk with you. And if as you as you try to pray uh, and engage with God in this space, you, you just feel like you can't quite get under it. Um, one thing you can do, uh, if you're feeling like you just, I have a hard time understanding God as my authority, I want to invite you to just kneel down, bow down wherever you are. Um, throughout scripture, when people came to understand the authority and power of God, they bowed in his presence. Um, then perhaps that's another way for us to respond today. I'm going to pray, Lord Jesus, would you show us your fatherly love? We need to know your fatherly love. We need you to establish that environment of love and unconditional acceptance so that we can really know you. And in that place of acceptance, God, would you show us your authority? Would you show us what you're doing to shape us, God? We say yes, Daddy. Come and work your own good in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, Daniel.